and welcome back, Giants fans, to the Giants Podcast UK on the First and Ten Network. I'm Ollie, back again with Sam here, and uh, we're going to basically go through Bears game, have a look ahead at the Packers game, and just talk about what's going on in the world of the New York Giants at the moment. How are you doing, Sam? Uh, yeah, not so bad, not so bad, thanks. Uh, Ollie, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, still... Well, to be fair, it's been quite a good week uh, because obviously we now have the second overall pick in the draft, and which uh, that obviously gives us a much better chance at Chase Young, which I'm ecstatic about. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I said after the Jets game, um, it couldn't get lower for me after that point. So uh, I was, I, I'll, I'll be honest, like the Bears game, I was just expecting us to lose that game anyway. So it was no surprise to me. Um, so. The silver lining is obviously we have the number two pick currently, and realistically, that would be Chase Young. Yeah, I've found uh, the best way to go about it is to disconnect yourself from the players as much as possible, and there, and then it hurts less, and uh, and that and that helps when Janoris Jenkins is talking about how he's not going to give up any touchdowns to Devontae Adams on Twitter, but um, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't. I'm not sure. I have much faith in in, in him on that front. Um, I gather you two, you and he, aren't aren't too friendly at this point in time. Oh, it's it's amazing, mate. I got him to bite. <laughs> if uh, if if you don't follow us on Twitter, make sure you do at Giants Pod UK. Um, it's Janoris uh, uh, Jenkins. Uh, this this will be going out on either Friday or Saturday, but on Thanksgiving Thursday, uh, Janoris Jenkins decided to do a little Q&A, and um, I basically asked him why he couldn't be bothered to go on ESPN and look at his, up his own stats, because he's just started making his case for the Pro Bowl, and, um, and to be honest, it's quite embarrassing, so I thought, oh, why don't I ask him about that? Well, and, uh, well, let's be honest, Ollie. Uh, you questioned his entire effort. <laughs> well, that was so obviously there was a bit of back of back and forth, and um, he basically he he basically said, "Oh, you you Google the stats and I'll repost them," and I was just like, "Tremendous effort as usual from you," um, <laughs> because th- if there's nothing he doesn't do, um, it show. A tremendous amount of effort on that field, week in, week out, as we see with his tackling. And, you know, he, he makes this case about, oh, I've got four interceptions this year, which have all basically just fallen into his lap. So I, I'm <laughs> pretty fed up with the guy and uh, quite happy I managed to get under his skin a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it certainly entertained my afternoon, I've got to be honest. Um, I mean... As you say, like I, I think two of the picks were against Haskins in his first game when he got chucked in and he hadn't had any first-team reps all week, so not sure I'll rate them. And the Brady pick was a massive overthrow. So um, I'm not sure his four interceptions really speak volumes for his season, especially given how our defence has performed against the pass. Um, and given what the tape shows on Jenkins' efforts, I do find it ironic that he's calling for the Pro Bowl. I would, oh, I would, I would put it like that. Uh, the, the political way, I, I, I'll put it that, yeah, I find it 
I find it ironic that, or certainly slightly galling, that he's calling for a Pro Bowl vote, um, given his effort at times this season. Indeed, I've got to be honest, any Giants player um, campaigning to be in the Pro Bowl this year, I'm I'm not a fan of that. Like, with, with what, two and nine? Like, um, I don't think anyone's really been playing that well. Like my, Even Michael Thomas on special teams, like, great, mate. Still two and nine, so... Oh. Yeah, he's uh, he's just started making his campaign as well. It's uh, it's embarrassing to be honest, and I don't think anyone could be too annoyed at us for being uh, frustrated with you know the performance on the field and then the uh, the outburst on Twitter. I guess it's uh, it's it's when you're watching it every week and. You have to go through the same thing over and over and over again. And then this guy says, I'm the best cornerback in the league. Vote for me for the Pro Bowl. It just uh, is a straw that broke the camel's back, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean, I've got to be honest. I, I'm not sure he'll be on the team after uh, this season. So hopefully we won't have to be watching his plays too, too much longer. But um, yeah, it's, it's certainly an entertaining afternoon with you, with you and... Uh, Janoris Jenkins going back, back and forth. The, it's, it's the new Twitter beef that's uh, storm, a storm in the nation. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can offload him in the off-season and then I won't ever have to deal with him again. Yeah. <laughs> All right then, Ollie. So, what were your main takeaways from last week's game with the Chicago Bears? Then? Uh, it was mainly the missed opportunities at several point-scoring opportunities. There was one play in particular, uh, it was fourth down, and uh, the Bears were pretty much stacked up against their own goal line, and it must have been, what, five, somewhere between five and ten seconds that Trubisky has to hold on to the ball. He's just sitting back there in the, in the pocket, you know, and no one's getting anywhere near him. And it's just so frustrating. It's like there's such a such a good chance for a safety there. That was when the game was tied at nil nil as well. That would have given us the lead. I mean, and, uh, I mean, it wasn't even just the fact of the safety. It was like because I think it was like third and seven or something at the time, and he actually converted the first down. And I think he got like 15 yards on the play. So it was like it was it went from like the highest of highs of thinking you're going to get a safety, that ever so rare thing in football. And instead, it's a 15-yard gain. And, like, suddenly you're sitting there thinking they might just march down the field, honestly. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, that's just how easily things can turn for you when you're as bad as we are. Which uh, is just how we have to, what we have to accept at the moment. It's, uh, it's not fun, but it's uh, what we have to put up with. I mean, uh, at this point... If if you're a Giants fan, it's what you used to. So, like, you just have to find your your personal way of coping with it at this point. It's it, it's the expectation. I I went into this Bears game for, like expecting us to lose. I expected our defense to make Mitch Trubisky look magical. My my pleasant surprise was when Alec Ogletree picked off Mitch Trubisky in coverage in the red zone because yeah, Alec Ogletree I, I haven't seen Alec Ogletree in co- like perform well in coverage in a season and a half now so um, that, that was a pleasant surprise yeah I mean you mentioned Trubisky this was his 
this was the most passing yards he's had all year. Um, and, you know, given given how bad he is, to give him 270-odd yards. I, I, the thing is, I, I don't hate Trubisky that much. I feel like he's okay. I feel like he can be a serviceable quarterback like he was last year. Um, but, um, I've got to disagree with you there. I think you can hide a guy for a while. But okay. I, think, I think people figure him out. That's the problem. Like I think, I think the Bears did a good job last year of... First of all, their, their defense was elite and it got a lot of takeaways last year. So they, it was putting the offense in very good territory a lot of the time for a start. Um, and uh, I believe the I believe Nagy did good jobs with Trubisky last year, getting him outside and stuff. Um, but over time, teams get tape on players. So I think Nagy, like, that's why I think Nagy's the one that's actually been a bit hard done by because... I think he's trying to make Trubisky more of a pocket quarterback so that he can be successful for a longer period of time. Um, but I just, I'm just i not sure he has the talent to do that. I don't think he's accurate enough. Um, he, fr- he makes wild throws at times. And he just makes odd decisions. And like the first thing you need from your quarterback is to be a good decision maker. And I'm like, that's one of the first things I question about Trubisky is, is his decision making at times. Yeah, the thing was with the Bears last year is that their defense was just that much better, and they yeah. also had a very good run game, which uh, you know it took a lot of the pressure off Trubisky, and they haven't sort of managed to recreate that this year. Um, and also, I do have a bit of a problem with Maggie in that he does seem to get a bit too clever for his own good at times. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, and you know when you've got a quarterback like Trubisky. I feel like it is sometimes better to just keep it simple. But when, you know, sometimes he just goes for a trick play on third and one or something, and you're just like, why couldn't you just run it straight down their throats? But Especially especially given the Bears are always supposed to be a, a good defense with a good running game. So, like, one of the first things with being that sort of team is you're supposed to be able to run downhill on people. So why, why use a trick play on a third and one? Run it down their throats kind of thing. Um, but obviously, they had no real problems in those departments against us. Yeah, well, when you're facing uh, the Giants' defence, the current Giants' defence, obviously, uh, there's not too much struggle to be had. Uh, you can lose the ball pretty easily, as Mitchell Trubisky managed to show. And, you know, the, the defence hasn't been that bad this year. I mean, it's been bad, but it hasn't been like they have been put in a, a few bad situations. But uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of James Betcher, as we have previously discussed. And the main thing with this game was uh, there was so many just the missed opportunities, uh, especially Aldrich Rosas, who has gone from a Pro Bowl kicker last year to missing. Five consecutive games, I believe it is. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, I, five. I don't understand how he's. Uh... Well, it's uh, it's interesting you mentioned Rojas because obviously the Giants have worked out, I believe, four or five different kickers this week. But I think they're sticking with Rojas for this Packers game. But the other interesting part is Zach DeOssi, who obviously had the poor snap for the first kick in the Chicago game. He's been placed on IR now. Um, 
and that's probably the end of his Giants career at this point. So um, there is changes going on within that kicking department to try and fix things. But, I mean, I said it to you after the game last week, but I honestly feel like the season's dead anyway. Rojas performed very well last year. So I I think just ride him out for the rest of the season, see if he sort of figures the kicking out again. And then just, if he hasn't, find a kicker in the off-season. We're already going to be fine. We're already going to be paying a lot of people in um, free agency. So why not just find a kicker as well? Yeah, the thing is, though, I feel like just by working out other kickers, we've already admitted defeat with Rosas. Is uh, because uh, I because I feel like so much of uh, kicking is mental that as soon as Rosas sees other kickers coming in working out, looking to take his job, I feel like that could just be his head gone. And you know we saw it with guys like Blair Walsh, who were you know fine for a good few years, and then they miss one important kick and their head goes. You know it's uh it's it seems pretty easy for them to just sort of flick a switch and all of a sudden they're a completely different player. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, part of me sort of feels as well like the kick is such a minor problem on this team at this point. Like, <laughs> I, I struggle to worry as much about Rojas as other fans given that I, I look at our linebackers and I see no talent there. I look at the secondary and it's a nightmare. Um, the... The defence, like, I mean, we've traded for Leonard Williams and he's produced absolutely nothing at all since he's come over. Like, we were talking about pressures a few weeks ago and that's all we've got still. Um, so, I, I'm already dreading that they're going to pay this guy a crazy amount of money in the off-season. Um, like, the problems are everywhere, like, and the kicker just seems further down the list, like, I mean, you look at it with Chicago last year and you thought, all oh, right, they only needed a kicker. But with us, you look at it, there's so much else that I just, I think, just leave Rojas for a while. Because I, yeah. I don't want a guy to lose his job as well. I've got to be honest, like, when we're this bad, why not just let him have his job for a few, a little bit longer? Screw it. Just let him collect paychecks for a few more well, weeks. Well, the other, the other logic I have is... If the team's playing bad in games anyway, I don't want us winning off of like a Rojas 58-yard field goal or something and then us missing Chase Young off the back of that. I'd sooner he hit the post and we got Chase Young. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, just get a load of high schoolers in there for the rest of the season. It's, uh, that's what I say. Well, that's what I thought Miami were doing and then they've proved me wrong on that because now they've decided to win games. So, Yeah, I well, I mean, you know, as long as... I, I, I mean, speaking of kickers, I think we have to thank Dustin Hopkins for his four field goals and an extra point, uh, contributing to 13 of the Redskins' 19 points in their win last week. You know, it's uh, when you put, uh, he is almost the reason why we have this second overall pick now. And uh, I'm very grateful for that. And given that it is Thanksgiving week, I would like to say that I am thankful for Dustin Hopkins. Uh, just on another note in that game, please tell me you saw Dwayne Haskins missing, like taking the knee at the end of the game because he was taking oh, a selfie yeah. with a fan. Was, in case Keenum had to come in to take take the knee at the end. Uh, yeah. It just sums up that franchise. Like, and that's, 
it, it makes me laugh as well about obviously the mock drafts and everything because it shows you how much nonsense is in them when we were all told that Daniel Jones was a terrible pick and that um, the Giants were going like absolutely nowhere with the guy but and that Dwayne Haskins was the quarterback to take. Um, and Jones has been a model of professionalism ever since he stepped foot in the building. Uh, and I mean, you only have to look at what's going on in Washington to know where I'm going with that point. Yeah, well, to be fair, there's, um, you know, that's one of the advantages of having been coached by the same uh, college coaches, uh, Eli. You know, you, you have a sort of already established relationship with a guy, you sort of know what he's like. And, yeah, thank uh, God for Cutcliffe. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so you sort of gather that he is going to suit the franchise, which he has done so far, which is great. Uh, yeah, so obviously this Sunday we'll be looking forward to a game against the Green Bay Packers. Um, currently sitting in, what, second in the NFC? Yeah, uh, really looking forward to this one. Um, should be another loss in the books, which is all well and good with me. I mean, I'm not going to enjoy watching it, but as long as I see that uh, number in the... Uh, one, uh, as long as I see, you know... The New York Giants are uh, an extra loss down um, by the end of the week, then I'll be happy. And as long as we keep that second overall pick, that is the priority at the moment. Um, listen, look, if we if we went out and beat the Green Bay Packers, the second best team in the AFC at the minute, I, I, don't be wrong, I'd love it. But um, equally, a loss at the minute, it just it just puts us closer to Chase Young. That's the way I see it. Um, the obviously, I mean, for me, the games I don't want us to win are like Washington or Miami. I'd like, but a game against the Packers always try and win that one. But there's not a chance on this earth that I think we ever win that game. Um, I mean, I'd expect Devontae Adams to destroy our secondary. I'd expect Aaron Jones to run all over us all day. Um, and Aaron Rodgers normally does pretty well against the New York Giants, and I'd expect more of the same, frankly. Um, Hopefully, hopefully Jones has another good game. Uh, I mean, I thought he, I thought he was okay against Chicago. The the, the touchdown uh, to Tate was an incredible throw. So just just seeing more progression out of Jones. To be honest, like the the game's a foregone conclusion. Um, I'd give Green Bay two touchdowns today. To be honest. Um, yeah. Uh, not even, as much as Janoris Jenkins wants to say that he's not going to give up any touchdowns to Devontae Adams. Uh, I feel like. That is almost a guarantee that uh, there will be, you know, multiple offensive scores. I feel like we could be embarrassed like the Raiders were. And, um, uh, if Janoris Jenkins has said he won't give up a touchdown in that game, I'm betting on Devontae Adams to score two touchdowns. That's that's how much faith I have in Janoris Jenkins. Um, I'll be I'll be totally honest about that. Um, I. I Honestly, I think this game's going to be painful to watch, to be honest. But I'll just see how Jones does because it's actually the Green Bay's defense is uh, their secondary is pretty good. I think um, they struggle against the run game, but obviously Saquon hasn't been great this year. So see how Saquon does in the game. See if he can run quite well against a team susceptible to the run, and just see what Jones can do against quite a good secondary. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you have to hope that. Uh... Jones continues improving and showing that he is going to be the guy. 
and not least because I've started in my fantasy lineup this week. So oh, hopefully. he's he's feeling brave, is he? Oh yeah, I've got I've got a good feeling about him this week. The thing is, I I've just picked him off off of waivers because I feel like we've got a good run of games coming up, and I feel like this is going to be the week that he starts. Sort of, I don't know. I feel like he's just going to put in a few good performances towards the end of the season. I just got a feeling about it. I mean, but, I hope uh, so. I, wa- I want him to have a strong finish because I, um, I feel like obviously he had a he had the amazing start, and then obviously like he's still been playing well, but the team's been pretty poor. So I feel like people are sort of not quite giving him the respect he deserves, but he, he's been playing really well. So I hope he has a good end to the season, uh, not least for your fantasy team. Thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I I really need uh, the win at the moment. It's uh do or die whether I get into playoffs at the moment so fingers crossed he has a good oh, game oh dear yeah I know well hopefully but, one um, of us sees some playoffs around here yeah that would be nice uh, just, uh, to be fair it's been a while since uh experienced it in uh, in the real world so fantasy playoffs is my one real hope <laughs> but um, yeah hopefully you know I feel like we could see uh, Jones. Uh, I feel like we could see a breakout game for Saquon as well. Uh, if you just sort of, I feel like he could sort of take off against the Packers defense and uh, really help out Jones take that next step. Well, I mean, he, he was obviously he was quite clear in the media this week um, when he was saying, like, he was obviously asked um, if he was still not quite 100% healthy and was that why he hadn't been performing too well the last few weeks. Uh, and he wasn't prepared to blame it on the injury at all. He he was quite clear he needed to play better. So um, it'd be interesting to see if if he does have a big game this week. Uh, again, like I say, it's it's a Packers defense that has been susceptible to the run this year. Um, it it'll be interesting. I, I've I've not got a lot of faith for the game if I'm totally honest. Um, but it'd be nice to see Saquon have a good game uh, and Jones play well. At this point, that's that's all I really hope for. Yeah, I will be fair to Patrick. Uh, he did try and use Barkley, and he d- he did try and use some pitch plays and uh, try and use him in different run plays after I had criticised him. I mean, maybe he listened to the podcast and decided, you know what, that Ollie guy knows what he's talking about. I should do what he says. Well, I mean, but, the big um, fr- the big frustration was the like um, the the pass that Barkley dropped in the first quarter that that looked like it was going to be a big gain if he took that one um a player of his quality has to catch that ball yeah and it, it was uh there was you know there were several times where they went for the pitch plays and he just got absolutely swarmed yeah he just doesn't he didn't seem to have the burst that he had at times last year that's i think that's why people question whether he's 100 percent. he just doesn't look like he's quite got that that get off that he had yeah um, I mean, we've only really seen that in... I mean, I've seen that gif of the play against the Lions more times than I can count, to be honest. But um, that's the only time I've really seen last year's Saquon this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. like we were getting it early in the season, but after that Tampa game, like you say, the, the only time I've seen it is, uh, yeah, that Detroit, that Detroit play. Yeah, that is uh, rewatchable until... Still, the day I die, to be honest, is uh, that and the hurdle against the Bears last year. Those are those are the two plays that I'm gonna take the take the grave with me. Yeah, 
Yeah, that old air sleek one, the diving one, that was something magical. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully another loss against the Packers next weekend. Carry on the the surge towards Chase Young, who uh, continues to dominate college football. I tell you what, I do have one final question for you, Ollie, just to put a, a, a mild dampener on our spirits with Chase Young. What do we say next year if we get Chase Young and we're still terrible? Um, thank you, Dan. I mean, yeah. like, see, that's what know, I worried. That's what I was worried about. I just the thing is, I feel like next year we if so if if I had my way, Pat Schumer would be gone by the end of this year. And then next year we start with a new coaching staff. Then, uh, and I'd say give them a year. Uh, hopefully they do better than we than we're doing this year. Um, and then, from uh, then the second year with the new coaching staff, we start to build on, and we start to get better. And hopefully, we can sort of look forward to that because I I all I want. To quote Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas, it's not you, but um, it's Pat Schumer gone. That is literally (laughs) all I want in my life right now. Uh, Just get rid of Pat Schumer and my life will be, I'll I'll be happy. Just get anyone else in, apart from Jason Garrett. Uh, Yeah, definitely not Jason Garrett. The the one I'm interested in at the minute is Matt Rule from um, Baylor. Obviously, ex-Giants. Yeah, he's, he's the ex-Giants yeah. offensive line coach, so obviously he's got the Giants connection, which the Mara seemed to like. So that that would be an interesting one. But um, and I mean, also, we'll... you know, history as an offensive line coach, there is nowhere we need more improvement right now than so, the offensive line. Exactly, exactly. protect protect the young quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. There's you know, there's not especially when Jones is being hit and is fumbling. As a result of those hits, so often, exactly, you need to make sure you're protecting the guy. Right. Well, um, I mean, we'll see how Sunday goes against the Packers, but um, on to next week, I guess. Yeah, there's not really much else to say other than hopefully another loss, hopefully another step towards Chase Young. That is pretty much our resistance as Giants fans right now. <laughs> I like your sentiment, Ollie. Hey, you know when after a few years I've gotten of uh, you know finishing five and eleven and three and thirteen, I've gotten quite good at this pessimism thing. So uh, yeah, fairly fairly numb to the losses now. <laughs> exactly, just try and detach yourself, watch the other games, enjoy those, and then you can sort of forget about how bad we are. Exactly that. Right, so a uh, slightly shorter version of today, um, but um, hopefully still as enjoyable, if not uh, just comforting to hear other Giants fans venting about our <laughs> problems at the moment. And uh, that, because that's essentially, this is essentially just a therapy session for me each week. Just I get to vent out all my problems to you on a microphone. Yeah, and, yeah exactly, uh, exactly that, exactly that. I just... I just berate the consistent mistakes and the um, the 
almost in lack of lack of effort or care. And this is my one therapy session per week to get all of the anger out and then go back in on Sunday, buy a takeaway, sit back and watch watch it again. Like And what this better is my day life. than Thanksgiving <laughs> to be thankful for the opportunity we have here to uh, alleviate ourselves of the pressures we have each week as Giants fans. Oh yes, <laughs> most definitely. And I, I'm thankful that we are currently holding the number two pick. That's uh, I'm I'm thankful for the fact that Cincinnati needs a quarterback. That's uh, uh, most definitely yeah. another yes. thing that I'm thankful for. And thanks to all of you for listening this week. Uh, we will be back next week with another podcast, uh, and we will see you then. Yeah, thanks again, guys. <laughs>